0: Okay, there we are. There's that red light. I'm always looking for that red light, which means go time. And so um, it's go time here with my friend and colleague, Holly. Holly has been an amazing source of inspiration for me. We did some work together a couple years ago. I'll let Holly share with you what she does. But Holly is um, a person who has moved through breast cancer, moved through Hashimoto's autoimmune, and just has wonderful ability to share what's good about that and to really help people also overcome their health issues. So Holly, I would love if you would just say a little bit more about yourself and then we'll get into it today. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Linda, for having
1: me on the show. And I just absolutely love what you're doing here. And I love like healing the past to reinvent your future. Like that is just so powerful. And, you know, hopefully what I can share in, in terms of how I healed my past and reinventing, you know, my future and being in that space to be able to, to help others. Um, but I am a I'm a certified natural health coach and I specialize in gratitude and mindset and you know really believe that we can do all the modalities. We can do the nutrition and the movement and drinking water and sleeping and all of the things. Um, But until we kind of start with that mindset and look at, you know, emotions and inner healing and trauma and all of those things that kind of all the sludge, I like to call it, that builds up. um, That's really when the drain starts to to clear. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to to get into my story and my journey
0: and, and share with your listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. I love that. You're right. The sludge builds up. And it it's the internal work that allows the dream to clear. I love that. <laughs> I'll be using that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. So, um, yeah. So how did you, well, when did you first really start your healing journey and recognizing that it was a journey, which I don't know how that was for you. I also have had you know, my share of health issues. And I did all the conventional stuff first, because that's what we know to do. And at some point realized, okay, I need to look elsewhere. How did that go for you?
1: Yeah, so I always like to start my journey on the day before I got sick, because I think that really helps to set the framework of who I was kind of coming into this. And I was was the chief of staff at one of those three-letter federal government agencies that they make TV shows about. So this super high stress, high pressure management job. I raced Xterra races, which are the off-road triathlons. I was a competitive mountain bike racer, rock climb, traveled, drank margaritas. Like I thought I had the perfect life. I literally thought that that was the perfect life. And then on my uh, 39th birthday, 39, uh, I received the phone call and I received the uh, breast cancer diagnosis. And it had, it had come out of the blue. I felt the lump on my own and went through about a month's worth of test, but it's still like my entire world just stopped when I got that phone call. And, you know, hearing those words you have, it just, it changes everything. And I went through this uh, traditional surgery, chemo, radiation. And then after treatment ended, I still felt sick. Like I just kept getting sicker and sicker and I was not getting any better. It was getting worse. And my doctors were like, oh, everything you've been through. And, you know, it's going to take a while for your body to heal. And I'm like, okay. I used to be a competitive athlete. All these girls in support group, like they're out running those you know pink ribbon 5k races. I can't get out of bed. Something's wrong. So it was more tests and more tests. And a year later, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And if um, you're not Listeners aren't familiar. It's a um, the autoimmune component of hypothyroidism, very slow and sluggish thyroid, a lot of uh, fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, cold sensitivity, all the fun things. And I was like, okay, I will get my medicine, I'll get my pills, and then I'm going to start to feel better. Yay! And that didn't happen. So it was probably so. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010, and. Yeah. Over the course of those years, my health just kept getting worse yeah. to the point where the chronic fatigue was so bad, I could barely get out of bed. Um, I couldn't function at work. And in 2017, I was forced to resign. And that was rock bottom number three with my health. And at some point during that journey, when I'm basically bedridden and trying to figure out, you know, at the age of what was I at 2017 anyway, I was in my (laughs) forties, um, you know, trying to figure out, is this my new normal? Is this just how life is going to be for the rest of my life? And is that acceptable or is there another way? Mm. And I was like, there has to be another way. I can't, I can't live like this. I had a husband at the time. I was raising a stepson. Um, I can't like, there has to be something better and i made a decision to take responsibility for my health and that's when i started learning about the you know kind of more the holistic health and alternative health and changed up my diet and changed up my um, you know nutrition and toxins and you know started kind of going down that path and things did not move and it really wasn't until I started addressing kind of that that inner healing and the emotions and all of all of like I love to call it the sludge was really when when the needle starts to started to move for me. And I actually can I can I just kind of share like a really gross analogy because I think it's, <laughs> it's, sure. it's it's really like where I was at, and and I talk about the sludge like if you if you think of a of a, a clog sink like you're you're in the morning you're trying to brush your teeth and and you turn on the water and this, the sink is right. So you turn on the water and the water is just kind of sitting there in the sink. Well, you've got like toothpaste spit, you know, You brush your teeth usually like a little piece of last night's dinner that kind of pops out. And then there's like a, you know, some gunk that comes up from the drain that just kind of pops. So you've got this like water that's just really kind of gross. Right. Yep. And that's just the perfect analogy of where I was at. That was what I was waking up to every single day. Mm-hmm. Only it was my life. And I, it was, it was a few years later that I really started to just figure out how to unclog that dream. Yeah. And it started with the emotions. It started with that emotional healing. And it was interesting. I, I kept saying, like, I kept going to my doctors and I'm like, I feel stuck and I couldn't describe it. I just felt like everything in my body was stuck. There was no movement. And it was and once those emotions started to flow once that that started to open up, then drainage pathways started to open up and, you know, lymph system started to, to work again. And it's just it's amazing how just kind of one one really just just jumps off the other.
0: It really is. Um, thank you for sharing that. And my experience with my health was so, so similar and A little bit different. I didn't have an amazing Washington job. (laughs) But but I was a health professional, like I got my master's in exercise physiology in my 20s, because I loved health and fitness. I did triathlons. I had my own personal training business, high end personal training business. And I was the sickest personal trainer, the sickest wellness person you could find. And I couldn't get better. And I couldn't you know, by 1030 in the morning, I needed to just lay down. And I was getting to clients' houses and and falling asleep in their driveway before I would go into their house. Um, So I'm just resonating so much with your very um, on point description. Uh, I love the sludge thing, because that is how life feels. And also, like you, I said that this can't be it. This is not how life is supposed to be. Like, how do you go from that to this? Which none of my doctors could answer for me, but um, you know, I think you're to your point as well. Once the emotions start moving, then the lymph can move, and then all the stuff, because our physical body is the expression of what we think and feel. It's the tangible physical expression of that. So, so now fast forward a little bit. You you're onto something, and you realize. <laughs> things are happening, and then where did that take you?
1: Yeah, so it was interesting that, um, so let me back up a tiny bit before I go forward. Okay. When, um, when my mother was pregnant with me, she was diagnosed with Addison's disease, which is a very rare adrenal disorder. So she grew up with a lot of time in her life that she was very healthy and then very sick and then very healthy and then very sick. And throughout it all, she always says it builds fortitude. It builds fortitude. It was like her life mantra. So I grew up almost every day of my life hearing it builds fortitude, and I just kind of thought, oh, the the tough times in life, right? I didn't know what it really meant. And then going through the health challenge challenges of my own, I kind of adopted that. But again, I didn't really know what it meant. Like I'm like, okay, this is I'm going through this tough time, and it's supposed to build like fortitude and mental strength. And I guess it is. Like I'm not sure, but that's what I hung my hat on, because that's all I knew. And that her life mantra meant so much. But it wasn't until I really started dabbling in gratitude and realizing that gratitude, I like to call it the gateway drug, right? Like so many <laughs> women in my community, you know, we, we take some kind of pill every day and, you know, gratitude's like the gateway drug. Gratitude is the drug that I like to take every day. It it gives, you know, it, it, it opens up the, the door for the, the happy hormones, you know, the, the endorphins and the serotonin and the oxytocin. And it just, it's, but it opens the door for things like love and self-love. It opens the door for things like self-worth. It opens the door for things like being able to address those pesky emotions and to address some of that past trauma. And so I started kind of dabbling in gratitude and I did the what they all tell you to do. I make the list of three things and and I just, I don't know, something about it really stuck. And I realized actually after my mother had passed away that the when she kept saying it builds fortitude, that the it that she was referring to was actually gratitude. Yes. And looking back at her life and seeing how just happy and joyful she was regardless, the circumstance she never knew when her last day was going to be especially in her later years you know like especially in her later years, we used to say she has like a cat she had nine lives right we'd go to the hospital and think that it was it and she just came around for another round um and but looking back at her life and how she lived it and really realizing it was gratitude it was the gratitude that built that fortitude and that mental strength and then that's when things really started to take off and I'm like OK, I need to figure out what does this look like for me and incorporating it in my own journey, starting to do all of the research. And I had already become a certified natural health coach at that point because I really wanted to learn, you know, from a health perspective, how to start moving the needle in my own life. But then when I started incorporating gratitude was then things really started to to open up. And, you know, it's 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 at the top of the food chain. You know, and and people, I think, dismiss it so much. Like, oh, it's just like you say thank you or you make a list of three things or it's just this like warm and fuzzy in the moment. And, you know, gratitude has the ability to change your entire life. Yes, it is so Uh, underrated. And so many people, when they approach gratitude, it's it's almost almost like flippantly. Right. Like, oh, it's just gratitude and not realizing how much power it has.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. I feel like our culture is so, um, you know, instant gratification and stimulus and all of that sort of thing, technology and gratitude is old fashioned. Gratitude has been around for thousands of years. Gratitude has been the message. For thousands of years and so it's gotten lost in the shuffle until people are so at a point at least that's been my experience in my own life and with people when life really really isn't working that's when people are ready to say what What the hell else what whether it's health or just sadness over and over in their life or no sense of purpose so then the these old or, ancient messages, and gratitude is, is always at the top of the list, start yeah. to have a different meaning, and um, I don't know if it doesn't sound like you experienced this. For me, I was learning about gratitude, uh, you know, several years ago. I also, like, went back to school to become a functional health practitioner because I um, because I knew the conventional way wasn't working. But I did all of the I was doing with clients like the gut cleanses and the liver detoxes and then realizing we're only getting so far, or we get so far for so long, and then it all comes back again. So I that's when I like, you know, shifted yet again, and really delve in here. But when I first started learning about it, I didn't understand the importance of actually feeling it. I was really good at the doing of the list, right? Got my pen and my journal. I'm grateful for my son. I'm grateful for this. I'm great, you know, like, um, and then was like, okay, why is nothing happening? (laughs) It took a while to actually allow myself to feel it and to understand it was the feeling, not the doing, that made all the difference. Did you have anything similar to that?
1: Yeah. And, and interesting that you, you say that. And I'm going to bring up a couple of things and, you know, not necessarily saying it's your case, but I see this in my community so often is, and I actually have a survey because I was like, this is, I hear this over and over again. So I did a survey, 75% of the women who answered the survey said that either gratitude does not work for them or that they're not worthy or deserving of gratitude. Mm-hmm. That breaks my heart. Absolutely. My heart. And that's when I knew I needed to, to, to dive deeper in that. Um, But you're absolutely right. I think we're taught, we're all taught. It's how I got started is you make it the list of, of three things and, you know, and, and it really, it's an inside out transformation and it's easy to be grateful when things are good. It is so easy when life is perfect, when you walk to the mailbox and there's a hundred dollar check just out of the blue you're like woohoo right like it's easy to be grateful when you just wake up and it's just a sunshiny kind of day and just life is good it is really easy to be grateful it is extremely difficult to be grateful when things are not going well when there's the storm whether it's a situational storm or a perpetual storm You know, whether it's, you know, health or relationship or finances or or whatever. It's a little bit of we all have we all have everything kind of going on. And it's extremely difficult to be grateful when that happens. And I actually um, so on my podcast, the Gratitude Builds 42 podcast, I actually have an episode. I think it's like thirty nine. It's okay to not be okay, Or is it? And and I like to share how um it's important to be in the feels, right? And especially looking at your situation, is it a situation or is it something perpetual? It's important to be in the feels. It's important to acknowledge those feelings and to be in the feels, but at some point, right? Mm-hmm. We got to get out of there. I mean, yeah. we could stay there, but we could get out of there. And what happens when, when, and and really that, that importance of crossing that line is when you're in that, in that kind of negative state, and the sympathetic nervous system is is switched on. Your your stress response, your your fight or flight or freeze, and during that time, your brain's uh, decision making capacity decreases. Right. So, <clears throat> so when something negative happens, right? Even if it's just think of like a bad day, right? And and you wake up, you're having a bad day, and like everything just seems to kind of snowball. On top of each other, like the bad day just kind of keeps getting worse, and then your brain just starts making bad decisions. Like it's just how we're wired, right? Yeah. And in including things like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, go for that apple for dessert. I'm going to open up a bag of chips and eat the whole thing instead of watch Netflix. So, it, you know, so so acknowledging those feelings and kind of being there is important. But it's important to cross that line and only you, meaning listener knows when that line should be crossed. No one can tell you when that time is, but when that line is crossed, when you go from being in that state of, you know, this is happening to me and woe is me. And, you know, just focusing on all of the negative in your life. And you kind of cross over and you start to look at it, not from a Pollyanna, not from a rose colored glasses, not from, oh, life is perfect, but just from feeling Feeling how grateful you are for the things that are important to you in life. Mm-hmm. And then what it does is it helps to reduce that inflammation. It helps to, you know, switch that stress response, go into the parasympathetic, go into that rest and digest. Your brain starts to make good decisions. And that's why it's important to start making that shift. And feeling that deep gratitude is a huge piece of it. And I think that's what most people miss. It's just like, check, 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 done. Right. And it's it's almost like if you were to go to the gym, right? And like, and you know how they have all the different machines and the equipment and everything at the gym? Like, it's almost like if you were to go to the gym, I actually just thought it said, I've never used this example before. <laughs> um, and you were to like walk by the equipment, like you've got a list. Okay, I'm going to do 10 machines today, right? 10 exercises today. And you walk by the machine, and you just kind of look at the machine. You may even sit down at the machine, and then you stand up. Check. Right? But you don't have to do the exercise, right? And then you go to the next one. And you're like, twenty minutes. I had an awesome workout, and all you did was just sit on the machine. You didn't actually do any reps, right? Yeah, you're not going to get the toned arms if you don't do the reps. And that's kind of, actually just thought of that. It's kind of like gratitude. Like that's that's what feeling that deep gratitude does is it, it you're on that you're on that machine at the gym and you're doing the reps and yes. that's, that's what it, it is. You're actually, and when you, when you're in that space of gratitude at some point over time, it's not an on off switch, right? Like you will feel good in the moment because that's how gratitude works. But in terms of like long-term systemic, this is gratitude changing your life from the inside out. It, it, it's a long-term approach. Yeah, And the more you can open your heart, the more you can just be in that state of deep gratitude, right? The more profound that change is going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I love that analogy of going to the gym. It's a great one. And a lot of people probably can relate to it. And also, you know, what, what you just ended with, that it's a long-term approach is exactly, I think that's why people struggle. That's what I was saying before, because our culture is quick fix, Immediate mm-hmm. gratification, all that stuff. So sometimes the long term approach, I don't know about your community, but a lot of folks that I talk to are every day checking. Did it work? Did it work? Are my symptoms better today? Wait, it must not be working, which honestly counteracts anything that you may have done with the gratitude anyway. Like right there in that day, you just nullified it by the checking and the judging. Um, but it's such a it's such a automatic response, I think, for a lot of people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and you're right. We, we do live in this, you know, quick hit society. Um, I mean, even just watching TV, what is it? Every two seconds, every two seconds, the TV, like they switch a you know the, the angle or the, you know, whatever, like every two seconds. And that's what we're programmed with.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't realize that. But that makes sense. I can remember when I look at back at my own journey, how as a young person, and I know cause we're friends on Facebook, how much you adore both your parents. I see pictures of your mom and your dad all the time and your um, texts about them are always so loving.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So you had
0: a really, it sounds like a great childhood. I had a lot of struggle in my ch- childhood and I started very young, not being grateful. Like looking around at what was wrong, um, what the problems were, not, you know, not being outside in nature and going, wow, this is amazing. But sort of like, okay, what's next? A little bit bored, you know, like just with the just with the beauty of nature, which now having practiced all of these tools, I'll, I'll go out and just my breath is taken by the stuff that I see every day. But when you stop and slow down and and practice gratitude and acknowledging like the beauty around you, life really changes. It's like it goes from being a black and white TV to like vibrant technicolor, Yeah, you know, just life in general. So that's, you know, that's part of the gift um, is the experience of life being so different and then healing our physical bodies. And, and it's interesting too, you know, from the brain's perspective,
1: when you're in that state of gratitude, like I said, it's easy to be grateful when times are good, but when when times are bad, when you're in the middle of that storm, it's really difficult to be grateful. But what happens is that, and and my coach and mentor always likes to say, I'm here for it all. And I changed it to, I'm grateful for it all. So it's like, kind of made that quote my own. But When you have a challenge, like I just recently had a a challenge in my personal life and, and I was certainly, there were plenty of moments I was in the field, but looking at it after everything that I've learned and being able to kind of have my own personal experience going, you know, through this and being able to use all the tools in the toolkit that I teach my, my clients and, and the students in my community and realizing That you know, yeah, there were plenty of moments, like raw human moments, being in the fields. But when I was able to take a step back after that time Mm -hmm. and say, how, how, what is this teaching? What are the lessons? What are the opportunities? What are the doors that are going to open because of this? Not even what am I grateful for? I didn't even those words didn't even come out of my mouth at that point in time, right? But right. it it trains your brain to instead of looking at the problem, instead of looking at all of the negative in the problem, right? And just and just being being the you know piece of toothpaste in the pool of water, right? You're now looking at the solution. You're now living in that state of solution. And gratitude helps you to rewire your brain to be in that state of always looking for the solution. Right. right. So when I was in the boohoo's, I was, you know, like, oh, I'm just gonna make some popcorn and just sit here and binge Netflix, right? That's my guilty. (laughs) And um, so that's what I did. But then I was like, okay, let's turn it off. Let's sit in the silence, and let's, you know, let's think about this. And once I started changing that brain state to look at solutions, doors started to open, and opportunities started to open, and the lessons came, and that that inner healing started to happen. It was just absolutely beautiful to, you know, like I said, see see what I went through, see what I what my clients go through but then actually be able to kind of from an advanced perspective put it into practice was just a lot of fun.
0: Yes, yes. Um so I know that you work with clients, I know that you coach people, I know that you have a podcast called Gratitude builds fortitude or gratitude is fortitude. Gratitude builds. Gratitude builds. Gratitude. Yeah. And people can find your podcast where and anywhere that they listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever Google. you listen to a podcast. And um, yeah, and I'm also on Instagram, Holly. Burton. And um, yeah, hit me up there. I answer. I'm I'm the real person. Um, I my I have my team elsewhere. So <laughs> if you hit me up on on DM, I'm the one that answers. So
0: yeah. No, you're amazing with that, which is why I know you were probably fantastic at that job (laughs) because um, you're really good at organizing. Holly and I met, I don't even know how we got into each other's world, but you were were running that Diagnosed Autoimmune Summit, right? Mm -hmm. And that was your baby. So if people, if you notice on Facebook and stuff, there's summits all the time. Like a summit is like a multi-day sort of mastermind with a lot of different people on a particular topic and you can find summits on just about anything. And you ran, um, did you do more than one? Did you just do that one? You've done
1: more, right? Yeah, I had that one. Um, I have a, I did a gratitude summit
0: as well. It's been a while since I've, summits are a lot of work. So it's been a while since I, since I've done one. Yeah. Yes. But we met on that. I was one of the speakers Mm -hmm. for your summit and it was called. And you were were amazing. amazing. You were a fan favorite. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's good to yeah. Your story is so beautiful, so beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, so Holly did that and, and and has this podcast and now really, really an amazing, great newsletter. If you want to just be on uh, Holly's email list, I recommend that. I'm on your email list and I enjoy getting your emails. And so people can reach out to you at what did you say, Holly. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the podcast is Gratitude Builds Fortitude. And um, you're probably open for clients to work with clients, right? Yep. I've got a set spot for new clients every month. So yeah. Okay. So um, the reason why I'm sharing all of that is because Holly is not only a wealth of knowledge, but also of inspiration, and really has an amazing way of distilling down information and making it accessible to people who are newly diagnosed or have been struggling for years, either one, but are just really at their wits end. Um, What we do is similar, very similar, actually. And I know that I love what I do and I'm pretty sure you love what you do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We both were... Sick women, sick women that were committed to being well. Yeah. And now we both work with women who probably could say the same thing. So yeah. um, so if any of that speaks to you, if just understanding gratitude more and how can that heal me from the inside out? And what else do I need to know to move forward in my journey? You want to reach out to Holly and um, just really be in her world and Take the opportunity to work with her if you can do that. So I want to thank you for being on this episode. This is my podcast called The Unconditioned Life. And what I do is all about unconditioning or taking away the patterning and the programming of the past, a lot of which is the thoughts and feelings um, that are giving us our current present and will be the predictable future unless we change it. So the way to do that is to um, get rid of the conditioning that we have. So my podcast is, this is an episode of The Unconditioned Life. So I really thank you for being on this. This is new for me. I'm new in the podcast world, and Holly's been doing it for a while. And your podcast has really great ratings, right? Didn't I see you announce something that was amazing?
1: Yeah, we're just
0: up, uh, just close to about 6,000 downloads. So, yeah. Awesome. I think that is very cool. So you want to check it out, because clearly Holly has something to share that people are interested in hearing. So thank you for being on this episode with me. And I look forward to us um, catching up again, maybe in the future.
1: Yeah. And thank you so much, Linda, for having me on. And and I just really appreciate all the work that you do and the light that you are in in this world. And
0: thank you for being my friend. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. See, we have gratitude for each other. Try it, people. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon.